This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. I think it was Keith who spoke about um, bragging. I know for many international nurses, you know, it, it's very commonplace to be taught to be shy, to be humble, to be more a little bit more timid. How was that for you in your preparation? Because for many nurses interviewing, especially when it's virtual, it can feel very scary. Was it? How, how did that feel for you? And, and how did you overcome trying to brag a little bit? Preparation is very important. And regarding about um, my achievements, I think I'm not bragging, but I'm just really proud of my achievements because I worked hard for them. And I am... And... Um, I'm just being honest mm -hmm. and I don't think it's about the bragging, but just um, sharing my achievements because these achievements inspire me to do better and strive for more and to be uh, excellent. And these serves as my inspiration. Okay. Well, thank you for, for sharing that. Um, Alison, have you had times where you've interviewed a candidate? You probably have, <laughs> but if you had times where you've interviewed a candidate where you where you just know that they're not prepared, can you share maybe one or two stories like that? Everyone that we talked with through Kinetics was pretty prepared. Um, there, you know, some were I think very nervous, and I actually started this process before COVID, so the whole idea of Zoom was not even very familiar to some of our nurse managers, much less uh, everyone overseas. So uh, we've all been learning and we've come a long way. But uh, I do think uh, folks who are not prepared to talk even about their experiences uh, are, um, you know, I can tell that they ne haven't necessarily been prepared. Uh, and it, it makes it a little bit harder um, to get to know the person and for the um, interviewer to have to ask a lot more questions. A lot of times we want to ask a little bit more of an open-ended question and hear more from the candidate um, and rather than having to continue to ask a lot of very directed questions. So if you're not prepared to speak about your background, then you're going to give very short answers and um, it'll it hinders the flow of the interview. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, you know, as I think Estelle said this, you have to put yourself in the shoes of the interviewer and think what they want to hear. And usually if you're an experienced interviewer, as most of our clients are, you'll be able to pick up if somebody's not prepared. I mean, if you ask the question, why do you want to work for Siena? Or why do you want to work for Methodist? And the person doesn't even know anything about the organization or doesn't know about the location or, or anything like that, that's going to be a massive red flag and it's going to be a, a, a bit of a turnoff for an interviewer. Um, Don, um, I, I think it was Netra spoke about some of the behavioral-based questions. I know that we have a graphic uh, on behavioral-based questions. Can you maybe um, talk us through what a behavioral-based question is? 
Sure. Yeah. So I want to share uh, some information with you. Uh, I, I believe everybody on this call is a superstar and you do a very important work um, in healthcare and you take care of people and you save people's lives and, and you make their life better uh, because of what you've committed your life to be. And what I want to do is teach you something that I teach my own daughter and I teach anybody else on how to be a superstar when you do an interview. Uh, because as it's been said already, what people want to know is, you know, we believe that past behavior predicts future behavior. So the reason people ask behavior-based interview questions is they want to know, what did you do in the past that made you successful? And does that predict what you'll do in the future that will make you successful? So what I want to do is to teach you a format, give you a format for how to tell a story because the people who tell the best story get the best opportunities. And so we, I use this format um, my whole life. Uh, when somebody asks me a behavior-based question, I, I try to think of a situation or a task that I was given. Maybe it was a, a situation I was in. So somebody mentioned about a conflict. So think about a time when I was in conflict with one of my coworkers. Um, what did I do or say, uh, what actions did I take to navigate through that situation? And ultimately, what result did I get uh, when I did those things? So, so maybe the conflict got better or we began to understand each other in a way we didn't before. Or, you know, we realized that the, the conflict wasn't about each other. The conflict was about a limited resource that we were both trying to get access to. So we solved the problem on how to share that resource. And so you want to be able to tell your story. Use this format because this, this will help. Like Allison said, people want to know the whole picture and not have to keep asking follow-up questions to get to the answer. So the best way to give them that total picture is to, to do it in this star format. Describe the situation or task. Maybe it's a, we want to know if you're a great advocate for the patient. Or talk about a time when... Uh, you thought the, the physician was maybe not doing the right thing for the, for the patient or some other uh, care team member might not have been doing the right thing for the patient. Um, what, what did you do or say to advocate for the patient? And that's your action, right? And then what result uh, occurred? You know, the, the, the patient, um, you know, got better or the results, the, the, the thing you were measuring, uh, the, the equipment you were using, uh, registered a better result, and and ultimately uh, the patient, you know, was very grateful uh, for what you did in that moment. So again, tell that whole story, and then you'll be a superstar uh, in the interview. Yeah, that is a great explanation, Don, of the star mm -hmm. technique. Um, and as I said in the beginning, interviewing is a skill. You really can learn how to interview. You can be a great nurse and not know how to interview. So learning how to interview is really, really important. And that's why we just love doing the show because it's sharing free information for nurses of how to project yourself in the best way. And often with international, or not international nurses, but with all interviewing, the, we don't know what questions the interviewer is going to ask. And that's where, as Estelle said, you want to write down some talking points. And good practice that we often suggest to our nurses is to write down three to five situations of where you have excelled as a nurse. 
So for example, as Don said, when you have a star, when you're looking for a star, star is like a specific situation in your past. So you might say, think of a specific situation in your past where you experienced conflict or a specific situation in your past where you showed initiative or a specific uh, time in, in your past where you excelled as, as the nurse in some way. You know, you got some award, you got a compliment, you got a, um, a note from a patient, you handled a difficult doctor. Some the, the word I always find that's kind of helpful is to think of specific situation in your past. Because the mistake that many nurses make is when they asked about how did you handle conflict is they say, often will say, well, how I would handle conflict is in this way. That's not what the interviewer is looking for. They're looking for a specific example in your past of how you did already handle conflict. So we have some specific questions and, and the panel is going to walk us through how best to answer those kinds of questions. Um, things like, um, tell me about yourself or your strengths and weaknesses. We're going to put up a graphic now with some specific questions and the panel is going to ask uh, is going to um, talk us through those questions like strengths and weaknesses um, and uh, those kinds of questions. So one of the questions that you might get is tell us about a time you had a conflict with a colleague and how did you resolve it? So we know now that that is a, um, a behavioral based question. Keith, what's the best way to answer that question specifically? Right. Um, people have a hard time talking about this particular topic because conflict is something we like to avoid generally as humans. So you have to think back on a time when there was some sort of disagreement or some sort of conflict where you needed to, to come to some type of positive resolution. And it doesn't have to be a conflict where you're yelling and screaming at each other. Hopefully it was not. It just has to be an area of disagreement. And that's what we often mean by conflict. So if a physician was making an order and you agreed with the order, and that might not be something that doctors where a nurse would question a doctor, but here in the United States, it's quite common for a nurse to say, doctor, that, um, that order, um, I'm, I'm questioning why you're ordering that particular medication, or I think that dose might be incorrect. So that's very common here, and it's expected of a nurse to actually be able to go to a physician and question an order, because you'll be held responsible if you the wrong medication or the wrong dose. So it really goes back to that, the STAR method in a sense, where you have the situation at hand, and then the action you took of speaking with the doctor and how you actually approached that person with the issue at hand and how it was resolved. What was the resolution? What was the, what was the conclusion of that situation? So this is a very difficult one to be prepared. Here in the United States, I would say that it's a very common interview question and you need to have a couple of scenarios so that you can respond to it and um, show how you communicate. And one thing I want to add, Tanya, that any question that's asked in an interview, I always tell my career coaching clients, I always say, think about what they're asking and why are they asking me this question? What do they truly want to know of me? So when they're asking a behavioral type question, think in the back of your mind, what does this person really want to know? What are they after? And try to answer the question in, in relation to that. That'd be very helpful. 
Yeah, that's a great tip, Keith. Um, because often when you are, you, you know, it, it just talking about like that question about the, the doctor, for many international nurses, mm. they come from cultures where the, the doctor is not to be questioned. Um, and, you know, it, it can be quite difficult for, the, for nurses to ask that question. But at the end of the day, the employer is really just looking to see if you are able to handle conflict and resolve it in a positive way. Alison, what's your best advice to nurses when they are asked the question, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Well, uh, something that we haven't talked about here, but one of the first things that I want to know is, is um, you know, why did they become a nurse? And um, I want to know, you know, what they like about being a nurse, what they don't like about being a nurse. And I want to know that they're caring and compassionate because you can teach a lot of skills, but you can't teach caring. So uh, that's one of the first things I want to hear about. And I'm hoping that that's someone's strength. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, I generally, you know, look for uh, some behavioral qualities and strengths, and then maybe also some skill-based uh, qualities in their strengths. And then, um, you know, weaknesses, I think, are always hard to address. But I think of um, maybe what are some things that you're working on um, or trying to improve about your nursing practice. Uh, and if you think of it that way, uh, you know, it's not so much that you're revealing weakness, but you are thinking about um, how you can improve. Okay, so most employers like Allison want to hear about your love of nursing. They want to hear mm -hmm. about your passion. So don't mm -hmm. be scared. Don't be scared to actually mm -hmm. share that and to say that. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Don, how would you address that question about weaknesses? What is the best way to present yourself when, if an employer asks about weaknesses? Yeah, I think uh, one, uh, Keith talked about emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is the ability to receive feedback about a weakness or an opportunity and and then to improve, to, to understand what you can do differently going forward. So uh, what I would say is, is if you've ever gotten feedback, uh, I would share that. You know, I would say, um, this is the feedback I've received uh, about some of my opportunities when I first started in nursing. Um, so initially it was a weakness. It doesn't mean it's always a weakness, right? But what's really more important is that you had the courage. First of all, know that when people give you feedback, it's because they care, right? They care about what you're doing and the result that you're achieving. And ultimately they care about you. So they're given the feedback because they believe that you can do something with it to be even better as a nurse. So, so tell your story, right? Tell your star story about a time you got some feedback, uh, maybe some weaknesses that have been um, that you've recognized in yourself or others have recognized, and what you've done to overcome those and turn those weaknesses into strengths. So never be afraid to share a weakness, but also share how you've learned to make that a strength. Ah, that's a good tip. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really helpful. Um, I think, um, uh, Keith, anything to add on the strengths and weaknesses question? 
Yes, absolutely. I, I, it's not a trick, but it's just a way to approach a weakness question each my clients is that when you're talking about a weakness, you don't just have to talk about it as if this is my weakness right now. You can talk about that you recognize this particular area where you need to grow. And you don't even have to use the word weakness in your response. You can say, well, this, the area where I'm really working on growing is. And you can paint a picture of how you already have recognized that area and how you're already working on changing it. And it's basically demonstrating to the employer your sense of humility that you're able to admit that there's an area where you're not particularly strong but also showing that employer that you have the wherewithal and the personal insight to know that it's an area where you need growth and that you're actually actively working on it right now in this very moment and i think if you can turn it into a positive it's not really a negative it's a positive. And if you can spin it in that direction, that's a term we use here in the US, we spin it in the right direction, then the employer will see, oh, this person's really have a lot of self-knowledge and they're really working on themselves to be better. And I think Don and Allison would agree that that's, that's a really good approach to the weakness. Okay, good. I love that tip. Uh, I think very helpful because at the end of the day, an interview is about selling yourself. It's about mm -hmm showing the employer why you are a good fit for their particular facility. A, a question that we often, that is often asked in uh, interviews is why should I hire you? Estelle or Netra or Angelique, did any of you get that question? And if so, how did you answer it? Estelle's nodding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th I don't think it was directly like that, but you know, uh, they, they, they wanted to see if you could sell yourself, you know, <laughs> and, um, I think you you have to think about what is it that you've got to offer. So for me, um, one of the things I shared is that I think in South Africa we deal with a lot of diversity, you know. So I, I shared that. I said I work with different people all the time. I'm used to talking to different people. I work with diversity often. So I try to think what is it that I've got to offer, you know, uh, and, and share that with them. Um, and I think um, that's what they're looking for, is what makes you stand out a little bit. You know, you've mentioned your achievements in your resume. So, you know, that's one of the things that I think distinguishes you from other clients, but also maybe something that's very unique to your experience that you could share that could um, make it a good fit for the hospital as well. We all have something to share. I think you just mustn't yeah, be, you need to share what you have and what you think you've got to offer. Yeah. And that's where for many international nurses, it can be very challenging because you feel shy. Don, did you have something to add to that? I, I do. I really do. This, I'm very passionate about that mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. um, so here's what I believe. Every organization has problems. And what they're really hiring you to do is be a problem solver. And we saw process problems and we saw people problems. So let me give you some magic words. Um, so why should we hire you? It's what you should say, because I'm a problem solver. Ah, I, love to solve, I love that. I love to solve process problems and I love to solve problems with patients, patient families and my team members. Great tip, Don. I absolutely love it. I've never heard that one before. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. 
I can't believe we are almost at the hour. This hour is like flown by. We've okay. got so much to talk about and we can't get through everything. And um, we wanted to just share some tips for everybody um, about interviewing virtually because our lives have changed since the pandemic. And one thing that um, is probably here to stay is virtual interviews. So we have just a fun graphic that we put together for everybody about what not to do during a virtual interview. These are members of the Kinetics team. So don't underestimate the importance of a background. Make sure that it's neutral and clutter-free. No eating or chewing gum. Um, don't be in bed. Oh my gosh, we saw this once. There was a nurse who was lying kind of in bed. And no, that's a no-no. This is still an interview. Always be professional. Um, also place your webcam properly. I have a client in upstate New York that they that loved one of the nurses because they placed their webcam in a place where they could see their whole face and commented on that to us. Don't be checking your cell phone. Make sure it's turned off. Don't have pets around or, or children in the background. Look at the camera like you're talking directly to it. And don't become distracted by your own image on the screen. So these are just some fun tips to bear in mind for virtual interviewing. Um, and uh, things to bear in mind because obviously first impressions count and you're going to have 30, 40 minutes with the interviewer. So you want to make sure that you put your best, your best self forward. Estelle, what would you say is your best, most important takeaway to anybody who's preparing for an interview? Any global nurse around the world who's watching, what would you say is your best piece of advice? I think I would say be yourself you know be authentic because even though it's a virtual interview people know you they want to get a sense of you so be yourself and and know that that's fine um, because you won't be able to keep up appearances anyway forever so um, they want to get a feeling for you and don't be scared just be yourself and talk enough you know don't be and um, share more don't talk too little i think um, it's important okay. that people get a strong feeling of who you are. Good, good advice. Netra, what's your best piece of advice? Uh, my advice can be uh, be honest. That is what I want to see. Because on resume, as I uh, said previously, if your resume is uh, true, then you will be more confident. And by speaking, don't hide anything and don't just... Uh, Tell stories, you know, and what sir has explained about that star that we need to remember that when, whenever you're answering your uh, questions based on behavior. So that star, that situation, task, then your action and your result. When you are putting any story in that uh, format, now you will be very confident to explain, to answer any questions easily. So that's very important about that star method that every nurse should remember that. Pattern. Yeah, very, very valuable advice. And as I said, we don't yeah. know exactly what the interviewer is going to ask. So if you prepare yeah. a few situations from your past beforehand, hopefully one's going to fit the question that the interviewer is going to ask you. Thank you, Netra. Angelique, what's your best advice? Uh, uh, my best advice would be uh, be prepared. Preparation is really the key. Um, like what Netra said, be honest, be confident, and just be yourself. Be genuine because the interviewer will see through you. The interview process is like a get-to-know-you stage with the employer. 
So just be yourself and be confident and just stay positive. Smile. Smile. <laughs> I love it. Be confident. Even if it feels a little uncomfortable to sell yourself, this is an interview. You have to sell yourself. Alison, final words. I said smile. <laughs> smile. <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> yeah. We want people who are caring and uh you know, who are going to take great care of our patients. So, you know, that will come through when you talk about yourself. I, I, for all of you, I know that you're all stars and you've, you've been um, working very hard wherever you are, as all nurses do. So, Oh, absolutely. Still, what, what was it still voted? Than, for, I think for 20 years running the most noble, respected. Most trusted person, profession. Most, yeah. most trusted profession. The most trusted. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Alison. We are. That's for sure. There's no question. We love nurses. Keith? I would say think about what differentiates you from other candidates, what makes you unique and special, and how can you communicate that as clearly as possible to an employer? And sometimes we call that your value proposition. What is the value that you bring to them? Because they're going to be investing a lot in you in order to hire you, onboard you, orient you, and have you as an employee. So what are you bringing to the table? What are you contributing to their community and their family? And I think being yourself is so important. And Oscar Wilde, the British playwright, once said, be yourself, everyone else is taken. So really be yourself (laughs) and make sure that, that you communicate your individual uniqueness. Okay, fabulous. So. Oscar Wilde said it, Keith said it, I see Arlene is saying it in the chat, be yourself and sell yourself. (laughs) That is great. Thank you, Keith. Don, last but not least. (laughs) Number one priority in healthcare is the patient. And the number two priority is team, because we can't do it by ourselves. We have to work within a team. And then the next priority is me. But sometimes I have to get out of my comfort zone. I have to be courageous enough and care enough to have the right conversation on behalf of the patient and on behalf of the team. So be courageous, build, you know, and care, care deeply about what you do, what you already do, and, and project that confidence, as has been said, to show where you've been courageous and you cared enough to have a conversation that you might have not been comfortable having, but you had it because it was the right thing to do for the patient or it was the right thing to do for the team. Okay, love it. Well, couldn't say it better than that. So thank you so much to the team. This is to the panel, I should say, to the team. <laughs> there you go, Don. Um, this has been such a fun, informative discussion. Thank you again to the panel. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work here in the USA. We offer direct hire, meaning you will be sponsored and hired directly by American healthcare facilities. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.